trades and tirades. Hello and welcome to another episode of Trades and Tirades. It's your boy, Kyle. Uh, Sean is here as well. Uh, I'm Jordan. And uh, Tobin is missing. Um, missing in action. Literally missing. Like we yeah. don't know where he is. <sighs> the streets again, maybe. He kind of just comes and goes. It's strange. He gets into some trouble and maybe with the law. We don't really know. <laughs> with the law, yeah, I like that. It's tough to know. Yeah, sometimes I think he's a figment of our imagination. We just hear him on, on the mic. <laughs> That's interesting. Is there a visible friend? Yeah. yeah he's totally. never actually there. It's actually just one of us doing his voice every time he talks. <laughs> Someone sent us a tweet and say, yes, he's actually on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, let us know. Yeah. So we're not we're now talking to someone. Yeah. It doesn't actually exist. He does go missing every now and then, for sure. The life's of uh, B. Arthur. Yeah. Impersonator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're in high demand now. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's made a comeback. Made a comeback. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know what like what happened. All of a sudden, like it went from no no Golden Girls merchandise. To every store has something with B. Arthur or yeah. Betty White on it. Like I, I mean, I'm seeing it all, all, everywhere I go. Yeah, absolutely, it's happening. But we do have a scores for this uh, graphic novel we're talking about, and uh, it, you know, this I I won the right to decide what we we're going to read, and I picked. This graphic novel, it's one that I've read before and I was in love with and wanted to talk about it, tout it, because it was a huge fan. So, uh, none other than, I think, is it The Mighty Thor? It's Thor, Thor God, God of, of Thunder. Thunder. Right, Thor the, God of Thunder. The Mighty Thunder. Thor is Jane Foster. Right, that's right. So, Thor God of Thunder, Volume 1 by Jason Aaron and... Uh, I'm not sure his first name, but Ribek is the... Isad, Isad Ribek. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, wow. What a combo. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I I mean, the first thing we can... I don't know what you want to dive into first, whether it's art or story, but I mean, I, I the first thing I think that's so creative about this is that the story takes place in the past, present, and the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just evolving around... Thor, but the creation of a new villain for us within Marvel Comics, uh, and that's uh, you know Gore the God Butcher. Yeah, he is. Uh, I mean, what? I think it takes a special talent to be able to create a villain um, that you know you care about, and especially I feel like the the more prominent the hero, the harder it is to create a villain for that hero because. A lot of them are so established that introducing new villains for them is like, ah, whatever. But They have a huge rogues gallery already. They're an already ultra-powerful hero. Yeah. So you've seen them decimate the very best. Yeah. So how, how can you, right? Like, yeah. How exactly. do you well, introduce exactly. the very best? And I mean, yeah, and, and he, you know, he does it. And, you know, one of the things, the crucial points of this is a great origin story. Uh, at least the beginning of one for us for Gore. We don't know his whole past, but we do. Uh, we do, we do get a little bit of insight into it for sure. You mm-hmm. know, he obviously hates gods, um, and we see some of the reasoning behind it. But uh, 
I think that's important, like a good origin story for a villain. Uh, and like the power set and all that, that's important too, for sure, is an appropriate villain for this particular hero. Whether it's um, Thor or Captain America, or is it a good villain for Team Up? Yeah. You know, is this a new great villain that could take on the entire Avengers or Justice League or, or, or Suicide Squad if you chose correctly, right? So, um, and I think we've seen a excellent, excellent villain created for Thor. Yeah. Um, someone who hates gods and someone who is a god, but I, but I think their motivations are so different. Yes, yet they have some similarities, which I think is, you know, again, important. Uh, he, could, he could be officially maybe his arch enemy now. Yeah, you know, I, you know, yeah. you could have argued mm-hmm. Loki for many years, or or whoever. Loki's always been, yeah, kind of there, but he's kind of gray too. He's kind of sometimes they've, he's. They've good. never been properly balanced to me, Loki and Thor, because they're brothers. They they share the same. Well, I guess they don't, but like, yeah. you know, uh, you know, they they have that bond that really it didn't put one so far uh, away from the other that they, you know, canceled each other out. Now, that's what God, uh, Gore the God Butcher does to me. Is yeah. It creates this incredible balance between Thor and his villain that he he may be, just like you said, Sean, his new arch nemesis well, in the, six issues. Yeah, he's the an- antithesis to what Thor is. Mm-hmm. Like, they are complete polar opposites. The Hindu is Yang. Yeah, and it's just... It, yeah, it balances pretty near perfectly. And it's awesome seeing even Gore progress through the times as well. Like Absolutely, yeah, because he does, right? He kind of like Thor, like young Thor. He's cocky at first, mm-hmm. right? The other one of them believes that they could be defeated in battle, and they both feel justified in, in battle. You know, whether young Thor is, you know, his interest at this point in time is it's all, his values are all violent. You know, I want... Yeah. I want war, I want ale, I want the flesh of women, yeah. you know, and, and, and Gore's all, all revenge, and, and, you know, he seems to be successful at it, and feels he's, a, like he's he can't be defeated either, so they have a, you know, a, a conflict that really changes both their lives, mm. um, you know, and I feel like at this point in the story, Gore learns from it more than Thor does, I think their conflict present-day conflict really is where Thor starts to learn more about himself, but um, about gods in his society in, in, in general. Yeah, in, in the first instance of Thor, he seemed kind of too immature to be able to even learn from, from it, you know, but it's cool because you kind of see him growing as a, even in maturity, like the present-day Thor, he's kind of now... He's a little different than he was when he was younger. He's yeah. not looking at, like... He's not all about war, and he's no. kind of more about protecting people, and, like... I found I found the young one kind of amusing. Oh, I love him. Right? He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he hasn't, he's not worthy of of Mjolnir. So he's got uh, his his axe, which is uh, Yarnbjorn, I think. Sure. Is his axe. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he may command... Lightning and Thunder, but we don't really see him use it until the end of that conflict, right? So whether he and he struggles with commanding it, or you know maybe he's fighting, you know, 
I think he just parties too much and doesn't give he a shit. He could be, and I, <laughs> I feel like, you know, because he, he's with Vikings, right? So maybe that's the lifestyle he wants, and even though he feels like a god, maybe he doesn't want to be a god yet at this point. So yeah. why use those particular powers right now? You and know? I never mm-hmm. knew, I never understood, like, if he could, like, straight up control Thunder. I thought he could just, just like, call, call it down. It down and that's what I would him. say, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and when he has Milner, he can, like, harness it more, because he can stick his hammer out and be like, yo, let's go, bitch. But it's funny we talk about building a, a villain because I just watched a movie in which they built like the worst villain I've ever seen in a comic book movie. That was Justice League. Oh, you didn't? You watched it? Yeah, I did. I did. I watched it. Oh, yeah, that's I. Rough. You know, step the the villain was like opposite to what Jason Aaron did in this book. <laughs> just awful. Um, but, you know, actually, I didn't mind the movie. Like, I, I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it at all. It's a step in the right direction, I guess. A, a baby <laughs> step, but a step yeah. in the right there direction. There were awesome parts that I'm like, oh, man, this is exactly what I was hoping for with Justice League. Sure, there was there was some good moments, you know, and I, I couldn't tell you what writer, what director. There's too many hands <laughs> yeah. that who knows who did what, but there was some good moments. Um, my boycott is still ongoing, but if it so happens I, I to guess, be like popping could, on Netflix, I could sorry. argue your boycott. I mean, if you watch crappy, cheesy horror movies yeah, for someone, uh, crappy, cheesy comic book movies uh, could be yeah. the thing, right? But I'd ha- I'm gonna watch Justice League by myself. Those it's a lot of did that you watch? Stuff did you social kind of? Did you watch Suicide Squad? Uh, just the ones in theaters with you guys. I mean. It's just that movie was bad. Yeah, yeah. This movie's way better than that. Yeah, like well, I, it's not that I'm going to not like. I'm going to see it. It's just I still haven't quite made that decision to to switch. It. No, see it. and You'll I understand. I understand. My, my, my point with my point was is that some genres work better for people than others, right? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, there's a lot of horror movies I wouldn't. Oh yeah, go even near. Yeah, and I don't want even in a social event. You know, I'd be like, I don't want anything like feast too. Sorry guys, I'm not interested. No, not as good as feast. <laughs> but but you know, I mean, like it's that type of thing that it, it, everyone's got. You know, as bad as I knew going yeah. into Suicide Squad, I knew I was going to watch it because it's just who I am. I'm going to watch the comic book movies. And I need some time yeah. between when I watch. Uh, the movie and when we last talk about it on the podcast because it I like just in case I like it just in case I'm like mm, you know what that boy wasn't worth boycotting I should have watched that in I the theaters think that I don't want to have to come man. back on the yeah. podcast and be like well I'll, sorry guys I'll tell you Barry sorry Allen sorry to interrupt Barry Allen was unbelievable Aquaman was unbelievable Wonder Woman was unbelievable Superman was unbelievable who else? Cyborg was unbelievable. Batman was alright. Alfred was unbelievable. Steppenwolf was garbage, and the story was pretty shit. But those characters interacting was money. Money. It was perfect. They killed it, but the villain was so awful. But yeah. don't worry. Come Flashpoint, they might just kill it for good. It'll be a while before we get to it, though. Um, and also, I do want to say, you mentioned Feast. Uh, I actually bet you that Ben Affleck is more proud of Feast 
than, <laughs> than his Batman. That's probably true. I bet you that is true. It could be. Because he was a producer. Did he write that one or produce it? Him and Matt Damon produced it. It yeah. was their Not first. the second one. Now, Feast 2 yeah. was awful. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was bad. And I haven't seen Feast 3. Feast 1 was awful. They come in a collection. I have the collection. Yeah. I haven't seen the third one yeah. either. I'm not, the one was so I'm not bad. sure. Shit. The second one, it was kind of weird all of a sudden. Like, I don't know, characters that might not exist anymore at some point in the first movie just show up and you're just like and, and the, and the green screens it was the wor- it was the worst yeah. it was what it was uh, bad yeah like that this a solid tirade like i like those kind of movies just don't don't belong uh in the sequel category like just take it like you don't need a sequel to feast yeah the thing is that they're so cheap to make right stupid horror movies that's why they make them they're so cheap to make those shitty movies because you can hire garbage actors. Oh yeah, that's. And you can make garbage horror movies. Put them in the theaters. Spend a million to make them. You're gonna make your money back every time on a shitty horror. People movie. People eat, eat that up. People do it. Like Sean's date night. You're awesome because you don't eat that crap up. Yeah, right. Most people do. Or like we we've, we've seen <laughs> those movies opening night in theaters. For re- no real good reason, yeah, and like we hate ourselves afterwards. Yeah. It's a waste of two hours. It's garbage movie. Yeah, and you're you're like, it, like it just. Some guy made it in his yeah. basement. <laughs> oh my gosh. They made it in their basement, but that's funny. It, they're just yeah. rough. They're yeah. they're like they. I don't know how we put ourselves through them. Nice. But all of a sudden you get the good ones, you know. Um, going back to Thor. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, I felt that there was some reoccurring themes between this and Doctor Strange, and, and I feel like this is um, d- directly related to Jason Aaron, and that's the you know I don't know how undertone it is, but it's just God, you know whether it's um, how they're not doing what they should be their role within uh, the Thor book, right? I mean, we see that. You know, it even starts with, you know, the, these poor characters praying to their god because they're in a drought and there's... Thor answers the call because they've been praying and and their god hasn't answered, but he does. And, he, you know, he asks, you know, well, where's your god? Well, we haven't seen our god in five years or whatever it is. So, um, and it's just, it's almost an indication, you know, well, you know, gods aren't listening. You know, he goes up and sees... You know, the palace they live in, all the riches they have, you know, how violent they are, how obsessed with, you know, flesh. Like, it's just, it's direct commentary on oh, yeah. on that stuff. And this is all, you know, in, in Doctor Strange, you know, it was magic versus um, science, right? And, which seems like magic was almost representing... Yeah you know religion religion so mm-hmm. it, it, it's a comedy i like it i have no issues with it i really enjoy it actually and i can i can relate and reflect highly upon this but i just it works it works in both graphic novels and it 100 percent works in this um oh, so yeah. I, I thought it was that part was really neat you know like it just i couldn't yeah, it just it's uh, I, I like that, and I don't know. Well, I do know. I don't know if he puts that in all his writing. You know, he does Star Wars, so I don't know. And he does um, Southern Bastards, but it it works in this. I imagine Southern Bastards is in there too. But <laughs> and like he's gonna be doing the next Avengers. 
Yeah, he is, which like, is awesome. He's taken taken that over, and there's only one title now, as opposed to like four or five. The, so like the he is Brad's the Avengers. Nick Spencer's doing Spider Man, I mm. think. Oh, and that's Spider Man. Cool. Yeah. So there's, and I mean, Nick Spencer's uh, his comedy is great. When he's on, he's on mm-hmm. with Ant Man, with the Sinister Six, oh, yeah. or Superior Six, or whatever yeah, that we love. Superior foes, the Spider Man, Superior foes. Yeah, like it's, it's Bane on, so he should be doing the Spider Man. Yeah, he'll, mm-hmm. he'll, it'll be yeah. a good Spider Man. Yeah, I, I always wondered how does I don't understand how the mythology of gods work because he he asks them all what like where's your god or whatever, but like. Is it like each world has a god, or is it like... Because he's the god of thunder, right? I, I find it hilarious, because I think this is another knock on it, too. There's a god for everything in yeah. this. I mean, there's yeah. a god for fairies and rainbows. Yeah. You know? Sure. Like, this is hilarious. Yeah. So did they go planet to planet every time there's, like, a fairy god? Like, is the fairy god just goes wherever the fairies I, need them? I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know. I really don't know. It's uh, it's interesting, and it's interesting too that all these gods are being killed off, and yet no one really notices. Yeah, no one has. A it's, clue. it's kind of a neat concept too, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and no one really cares other than Thor, right? Yeah. No one's ever looked into it. You know, all of a sudden Thor realizes, or, or I guess through research, you know, finds out that there's thousands of them missing, and on a quest to see if he can find them, each time he finds one, they're dead. They're, you know? they're such arrogant. Like yeah. Like gods would be such cocky, arrogant beings that like they just wouldn't probably even involve themselves with anything other than their own like stuff. Oh yeah. I, I just mean, imagine them like sitting on a throne, drinking like goblets, and being like, "I'm a god." Like, what it's you? like the Oly- Olympian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff, yeah. right? Like, or Mount Olympus. Well, that's where they were all hanging out, drinking and whoring it up. Yeah. I did like, um, there was a lot of development with Thor in this, which was kind of neat, because I haven't read a ton of Thor prior to this. Um, and, you know, yeah, we, you know, unfortunately a lot of my knowledge is based on either, like, Avenger comics or Thor movies, right? Yeah. So this this was yeah. new, and I, and I liked the, the brief story about where Thor was a kid and they'd caught... Um, Someone that was similar to Gore. I wouldn't say at the same power level, but he was murdering people. And, yeah. And um, Odin had captured him and put him to his prison. It was in a, within a well. And Thor, being young and curious, uh, went to, to go see this this killer, and he falls down the well. And, uh, you know, he not only does he talk about never seeing such death within eyes before until he saw gore again right he's never Mm. seen that look before but it was just the story about talking to that killer and and, and knowing that that killer wasn't going to harm him yeah that he for that killer he had his own agenda and he was going to follow it and to him he didn't seem insane like it would others um and i just i like that development because thor's it made it seem that thor's that story's always stuck with him within this and in, in, in doing that, maybe that it's helped develop him, you know, whether he has his own agenda now and he sticks to it, you know, and or, you know, that moment has, I wouldn't say scared him, but maybe it did. Maybe that moment yeah. has always stuck with him and scared him that when he sees that, he knows danger. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was a cool little tidbit that was thrown within there. And it's really cool, too, because it's like, it, it, 
it's stuff like that what you just mentioned that makes this almost like a perfect volume one. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like almost a perfect jumping on point for somebody who would never have read the character. It oh, is. Yeah. You're 100% you're is getting the, past stuff and yeah. you're getting a great villain. It's just really, it's, yeah. It, it's Yeah, and I think we were talking about it before. You're 100% right. This is a good jumping on point for anyone. Whether you've been reading Thor for, you know, 30 years or whatever, or you've never read a single thing, this is a great starting point. Or if you're just looking for a fun comic book. I was going to say, it's not this just is Thor, it. Yeah, right? it doesn't even have to be about mm-hmm. Thor. It's just about a good story. Yeah, if you want to start reading graphic novels, I mean, we've done, what, 47 episodes? Something yeah. like that? 48. So, we've been doing this a while. Thor was one of the first ones I picked up mm-hmm. um, way back when. But if it were the very first one, then I guarantee I'd still be doing this. Like, they're the, you know, it's it's that good. Yeah, it it, it's the jumping perfect. on point for comics. It, it's it's the, the, you know, like a Hawkeye of Matt Fraction. Like, there are just certain books that are so good that if like I've been meaning to introduce so many people to to this kind of medium and this is what I would show them you know and and like we can talk about Jason Aaron that guy's incredible we've done his how many books of his in a row three I think this three? is three yeah um but Assad yeah. Ribic is amazing oh yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely they're they're the great team is is crazy too it's not just the the, the writing like sure sure we didn't really love the art for dr strange no. but the writing was so good yeah. that you know it, and that could that can really hurt a comic sometime you know it could really deter you from really continuing on the story but we stuck with it we've read two volumes so far but mm-hmm. this is just beautiful yeah the story could have been worse and i still probably would have enjoyed it because yeah. of the art mm-hmm. but uh yeah they're a very good team mm-hmm. um, we did. I, I just. I like secondary characters sometimes when they pop into comics. They just, for some reason, I, they always stick with me. They're always kind of my favorites. I loved the librarian in this. He was just so anti Thor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he just that he just anti that whole family. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a. I'm not going to get the quote the quote right, but there's a moment where. Thor's asking him about, you know, all these gods have been murdered. Where's your, where's your section about murder and violence? He's like, oh, if you want that particular section, there's a whole wing dedicated to your family. Yeah. It's, it's, oh. it's like they went to high school together yeah. and the librarian was always you, picked you, on by yeah. Thor and now he's got the god, the job. And it reminds me of, like, John Cleese's cue in the James Bond movies. Yeah, kind yeah. Of, right? Yeah. And, uh, like, he doesn't... You don't really think he likes James Bond. He kind of thinks James Bond's a moron, yeah. but you know he he's got to help him out. Super I, I condescending. Got, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That same feeling. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is Thor's cue now. This is great. Yeah. Uh, and then I thought he killed him, but he lived when yeah. when uh, they attack uh, the library. Um, yeah. But uh, here, that's I have, another. Th- sorry, no, uh, go, uh, that's go. another little thing from uh, Doctor Strange. There is is the library and how important that was to uh, to that book. I don't want to say it's any kind of callback from from Thor because it came before. Actually, I'm not sure what came before. This would have came before Doctor Strange. Yes, this okay. we say it before. All Doctor right, Strange, maybe right. that's a cool little callback. You know, the yeah. the librarian and the you know all that. I could see how that uh, can affect something for sure. like making Doctor Strange. For sure. I mean, it's just like, and I loved Old Man Thor too. I really loved Old Man Thor. 
you saw you, you get to see him kind of progress and tone in the band. They yeah. obviously starting to take on his characteristics. He's got the eye patch. We don't yeah. know how, but hey, that's awesome. Yeah, um, you know he he's got a suit made of almost looks like the Destroyer's armor, right? Like it's just he's got long white gray hair and beard. Look badass for sure. Yeah, he's in a bit of trouble though. Hey, he is in a uh, bit yeah, of trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gore's like. And Gore, like... Gore doesn't have to be there. It's just, like, (laughs) old man Thor and the dogs, because, like, he can't get by the dogs. But in their battles, like, it's kind of cool, because Gore kind of... I don't know if it's, like, a respect, but he kind of has, like, a respect or even a more hatred for Thor. Like, he kind of respects him to the point where he's like, all right, I kill you last. Like, this is just what's going to happen now. You're going to die last. And he just like he's put him on a pedestal. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you're here now, and yeah, you yeah, wait, you wait for me. Yeah, you shouldn't have come for you know for me before I came to you because yeah. now it's gonna last forever. Which is awesome too that like Thor is just kind of stuck like yeah. he can't like he has to do like, Gore just has him like Gore's so vindictive that like that's how he's going to beat Thor and we mm-hmm. and we have to jump so far into the future because otherwise it would take you know a thousand volumes to see the damage Gore is doing to Thor on a regular basis like that's amazing yeah yeah and, and mentally damaged right yeah, like exactly. I, f- I feel like um mm-hmm. you know he learned somewhat from the first conflict that he wasn't indestructible yeah in the second in in then when he confronts Gore again, you know, he gets trapped and he's, he's hung within that cave and he learns that um, how fragile life could can be, right? As And, and surprised at how the dedication of the Vikings, as is Gore, that they're trying to save Thor yeah. at this point, right? And it's it really, death, it's, it's, yeah, it's how they circumvented there really probably stopped Thor from dying. Mm-hmm. And I think that was, you know, from there he also learned... Um, get hard for him to admit that sometimes he needs help and that he's wrong sometimes just you know maybe that's a male characteristic to be wrong. <laughs> but but um i i just and it was kind of neat because we've this is the first time i can say that i've ever seen thor learn from a situation mm-hmm. yeah and even as he's old he's learned that you know that this fight is futile i'm never going to win i'm the last remaining god i'm last yeah. remaining as guardian you know i'm gonna go fight to the death and he does but he doesn't kill him you know thor fights with all his might and probably takes in hundreds of those shadow yeah. demon things mm-hmm. but once he's defeated they don't finish him off they drag him back throw him on the yeah. throne he wakes up and he's still alive you know um, <laughs> we'll do this again tomorrow <laughs> yeah. you know just like this is torment you yeah, know? I know he's mentally tormenting oh, him now and uh I just you know, and in a, in a game we see that Thor has learned from that because he has a moment where he's with Iron Man, and he's he's come to the conclusion, that, yeah, I need to show him where this cave is. B, I need to warn him, um, and I need him to warn others. Yeah, and, and you know, this mm-hmm. is I need your help. You need to tell your gods. You need to tell the Avengers. You know that you know trouble is coming. Um, and I thought that was really neat. The, the only thing is, is Thor is Thor, so he always. Punch, try to punch his way out of a situation before he thinks his way through, but yeah. that's classic Thor, anyways. It wouldn't yeah. want him any other way. No, but, exactly. but it was kind of neat to see him learn through these experiences a little bit. Yeah, and mature as well. Like yeah, it's kind of a maturing for him. But I mean, yeah, it, it, old man Thor though. Like, I don't think he has any kids. He doesn't have a wife. Like, he's just on his own. 
poor yeah. bastard. Yeah, and and I mean, I mean, we're we're flying to the end, but in the end, you know, present day gets to join um, past or sorry, future Thor, which is kind of neat because we're gonna yeah. see like a Thor team up. But it, it's 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 the one thing that always gets me, and I, I I think I have trouble wrapping my mind around time travel or or whatever. Yeah, because like you know, if if you know, present Thor gets makes it to future wouldn't present be okay you know what I mean like I'm like oh yeah it's all it's a paradox yeah it, yeah you just, you just gotta go with it it's comic books yeah, right? yeah exactly you just gotta go with it so it'll be interesting to see where they go from here for sure um yeah I just I found it interesting like he always left um one of his shadow demon guys at basically with every dead god just to fight Thor yeah you know just to let Thor know that he knew that you know he was going to find this guy yeah. dead so I don't know there's just a lot of neat little little things in this and I mean it seems like Gore's unstoppable I mean he he basically goes to that portal himself and uh, kills the gods that are protecting it that gateway uh Chronix or Chronix or something it's called. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and it's it takes like a drop of blood from the from its keepers and he just kills them all, pours all the blood. Yeah, it's like it. a bath, a blood bath. Yeah, yeah it's oh. like is that how be, he becomes like oh, yeah. the super god or something? Well, because then, then he goes and kills that the last which, time god. Right? Yeah, which you're like, all right, is this the most powerful god? Is this the god that created everything? As I'm trying to figure this out, he just kills yeah. him and takes it his heart, yeah. brings it back. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> doesn't matter what he was now. He's yeah. gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, how, how, like it's, it, it actually makes you think, how in the hell is he going to stop him? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, I, I That's don't know. planning, too. Like, not that Thor hasn't had time to plan something, but it doesn't seem like he's utilizing a plan of any kind. Gore has gone and stolen a heart, created the whole giant bloodbath, and yeah. killed every god, just waiting like I don't think he's having any issues. Well, I'm wondering there's two things that I'm wondering now. One, should they go pick up more Thors in their time traveling ways? Yeah. Get past Thor, get like Thor in between. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get two. everyday Thor. Yeah. yeah. Make an army there's of like, like army Thors. Of Thors. There's like like there's there's five hundred Thors. Uh, maybe he's in trouble then. Um, I have a feeling about um, Yarn Bjorn the axe. That axe has done damage to Gore. Maybe there's some importance there. Could be. That axe is, has has cut him open, right? Yeah. So maybe there's... And we haven't seen like present and, and, and future. Where's that axe? Yeah, that is true. It's missing. I'm wondering if there's a link there that maybe that axe will... Because they named it because, twice. Because, yeah... Maybe it was the first weapon to ever draw blood from Gore, so maybe now it's, you know, yeah. blessed some way. That'd be kind of cool. Ooh, so, well, yeah, I didn't think of that, because he would have had to go back in time to get that heart, right? Yes. Like, back yeah. even before all that shit happened. So, so. Maybe during that kind of period, yeah, maybe. he got some kind of vulnerability to whatever Yarn Bjorn or whatever like can do. I actually wasn't even thinking about that. That's That'd a great cool. point. That would be really cool. I'm just yeah. decided that I love Thor with an axe. I much yeah. like Mjolnir or whatever. I love him with that axe. I don't know what it is, but it's, yeah, there's it's just cool. something about a hammer you can smash and bludgeon, but an axe you can slice and dice. Yeah, which brings me to 
the title Gore the God Butcher, and that's pretty accurate. Like, <laughs> Just butcher yeah. people. He's not like Gore the God Killer. I mean, he is, but he doesn't just kill them. He butchers them. Also, I, you, you can see where um, we've seen, all three of us have seen the newest Thor movie. You can kind of see where they've borrowed stuff from this graphic novel for that film. Yeah. With Thor's hanging upside down, he's got the chains wrapped yeah. around him, yeah. and he's spinning. Well, that's in this. You for know? sure, yeah. There, there's just moments where and you can see that they've, they've borrowed it from this graphic novel. And maybe more volumes from this graphic novel to put it within that. I mean, I feel like Hela was almost as unstoppable as Gore the God Butcher. So. Yeah. yeah. I would love to see like the next Thor movie be about Gore the God Butcher. I would love that would it. Yeah. really cool. I, I can't believe we haven't seen a lot more of this. What a better way to kill the Warriors 3 that way than with how they died against yeah. Hela? But mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to do? I did not like the way that, they died That's the Hela. only bad part of that film yeah. for me. The one... Put Hogan up a did. fight. Yeah, but. Hogan put up a fight. Probably because he didn't get any screen time in Thor 2. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Where was Sith? You know, obviously she's... The actress has obligations within Blindspot. What's her name? Jimmy Alexander? Yeah. 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 That can't be the only reason, though. Isn't she in S.H.I.E.L.D. too, though? She's done, like, maybe one or two cameos. Oh. Yeah. So... Yeah, there has to be a reason. They'll, they'll write it in, and then they'll kill her yeah, off. Yeah, that's, that's the other interest. How I hard would it would be to shoot for one day of her just dying, really? Not probably hard. Probably not. <laughs> I think it's they like want to keep her, set. though. I think they want to keep her as a love interest for Thor for future. But I think Thor so, because they really, they really wrote, they wrote in the breakup between him and Jane Thos. Thos, Thos, yeah. Foster, jeez. Yeah. So... I think Natalie Portman's done. So. I, I think you know so what? as well. I'll, I'll put... And you know what? I think she's done for now, too. But I wouldn't be surprised if in the, the, one of the next couple of phases of these movies, you get the Mighty Four... Or the Mighty Four. You get the Mighty <laughs> Thor. You know it's going to be Jane Foster. And at that point, I can see them bringing Natalie Portman back. Because she's still the right age... For something like that, they I mean, they all they got to do is put some armor on her. She's a hell of an actress, so like they'll give the lead role to somebody who's already played the role who's still going to be a big name by then. I think that if she comes back, she will only be cameo because when she dons the armor of Thor, it'll be a different actress. All right, someone who looks more like a female for the version of Chris Hemsworth, right? Yeah. Like, you know, long blonde hair, that type of thing. But it also would add to the mystery of who this Thor could be. Yeah, if you change like it to an actress. Right? Right? That is true, because then actually that was part of the whole series. I mean, we haven't read it for the for the podcast. They <laughs> don't know who Yeah, you don't know who, who the mighty Thor, Thor is. is. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah, I don't know how long that lasts in the book either too. Uh, a couple of issues know. at least. I think it lasts for a while. That's pretty sweet. But I don't yeah, know for sure. Well, we spoiled it for, for people who, for some reason, don't know it. Yeah, we, we don't really know either, <laughs> so uh, sorry. This yeah. is a spoiler podcast, yeah. though. Yeah. They, made, they made Jane Foster Thor before this Thor, anyway. In a right? what if. Yeah, so. That's Probably true. Scenario. They did it. 
I uh, I don't know. I just think that if if you've already got somebody who's done it, but at, at that point, you never know. She might not want to do it at all. They might want somebody different. They might want somebody who looks just like Thor, in which I'm sure they'll be able to find her somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's this out there. Perfect, you know. But- well, yeah. Look at Margot, Margot Robbie could do it. Like well, she wasn't contractually obligated to DC. And it's know. yeah, and it's also you know, it could be the Carl Urban thing, right? As long as they have the mask on. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how many lines you need to get them, but like I still think Carl Urban's Judge Dredd was amazing, but he'd be such a good Batman. But, yeah, and he's still young enough to to be able to pull that off. But, I think. Yeah, you would be perfect. I could even buy him. As Bruce Wayne to a degree. I could too. Yeah. But hey, anyways, that's another podcast. Yeah. Um it's a big tirade, I'm sure. We haven't Bruce Wayne's jumped too much into the artwork, but uh, it goes to that saying that we all loved it. Yeah. Like just loved it. It's so beautiful. Like I don't even know uh, I mean the coloring's great too, but like I I don't even know how to describe it. It's just they get everything right. The faces are perfect. You said Ruby gets the faces. He gets the action sequences. Um, I feel like the the panels are constructed beautifully. Whether that's layout is the design of of Aaron or or him or them as a, as a duel. Fantastic. Because sometimes it's one or the other. Right? It has uh, everything's so good. Like even the cover art. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Even the like additional, which isn't Eastside Ribbit cover in the back, like a lot of that's really cool too. And if you're looking enough to, I mean, obviously you're looking enough if you have the single issues, but to get the graphic novel, just some of the sketch stuff in the back is so yeah, awesome. It's really mm-hmm. great. Like, I. Uh, the way it's all put together, the editing and like just yeah. the process, like, is so well done. You know, it's not that Jason Aaron is a lucky man to be able to get the the team he works with, but you know, because he's incredible by himself, I'm sure. Uh, but this is the right team of people. Uh, you know, it, I mean, if you go back to one of our earlier episodes, uh, you know, Clockwork Angels, they had the right team of people that know the music and that know you know the story. But it wasn't the right team for graphic novel. No, didn't pull out. It didn't work in the medium so well. Uh, this is the combination of both. It's the people that know the business so well, and the people that know what a comic book should be and and how it should be put together, and then they have that team do it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a work of art, and not just mm-hmm. the art, but like mm-hmm. just the whole the whole thing. You know, yeah. five or six issues. Mm-hmm. It's a work of art. In this Daniel Acuna cover art like some of that that's really awesome I mean you got some Eastside Ribbick cover art you know Scotty Young's little cartoon character was I, I like yeah. Scotty Young stuff so uh, yeah amazing uh, oh, yeah. The, the uses of, uh, of blue and purple like that color palette you don't get to see a lot of yeah um, mm-hmm. I like it reminds me of nameless uh, just the way that those particular colors pop off off the page yeah, and you know what he does chop off the God Butcher's arm with that axe. Yeah, so it's yeah. I'm interested to see if it be- plays an important role. I hope role. so. Maybe maybe not even in this, but maybe like um, when Thor loses when he's not the worthy Thor. Yeah, maybe the unworthy. Well, unworthy. Yeah, there you yeah. Go, the unworthy Thor uses the axe probably. But I still think it could play a significant role within this particular storyline. Yeah, I hope so. I do hope so. 
you know, because, you know, I, you know, Gore essentially is a god himself, so. Especially now he after stealing the heart and going yeah. through the bloodbath. Yeah. I, that's got to have done something. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys want to rate this? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this one's yeah. pretty easy this, for this, me. This will be a pretty easy, um, we even have Tobin's rating. So why don't we start with Tobin's rating? Yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not here, but he is here in spirit, and he, it's easy to say that he gave the art a 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and he enjoyed it. He gave the rating an 8. That's good. And we're not going to lie to you. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but that's probably the lowest rating that that's going to get. <laughs> yeah, an eight seems kind of like a real nerdy student yeah. gets an A on the paper. I, <laughs> I can't recall. I think maybe he found the story you know, the story a little confusing. Yeah. Um, jumping in between all the timelines. He liked the timelines. He liked the different doors, but maybe the jumping back and forth. Or, or maybe just all the guide stuff. I know he liked Gore, but he's... He said that he he wished that there was more backstory with Gore. Yeah, which is something you you're hopefully probably well, get. You'll probably get yeah. a little bit with each volume, right? Yeah. I have no volume two, so it's like I do know that you get more story. <laughs> There's like so, a full comic, but where and like, I totally oh, understand because uh, when we first read this, we were we were recording our reviews as well, um, and. I, I'm sure I gave it a much lower rating. Seven of uh, Yeah, it was. I think I understand where Tobin's coming from. There's just something maybe in the first read, uh, at least for me. But there, there was just something about it that just didn't follow through. Um, but yeah. on the second read through, I just did, maybe I'm a different person now. I don't know. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's just it was ridiculous. Well, like what it, did you what What do you rate it then? Well, yeah. there, it's a ten on both fronts. Uh, yeah, the, wow. the writing, uh, Jason Aaron, we've read so much of. This mm-hmm. is peak Jason Aaron, uh, and just Thor's one of those characters that I've never really cared about. I don't know. He's the god with a hammer. Who's going to stop him, right? You hear of all these villains, and he clobbers them all. And then they've created this incredibly balanced villain mm-hmm. that we can consider an arch nemesis, like maybe the arch nemesis. Yeah, I, with I an, in there. a small sure. amount of issues. Uh, I think being able to do that qualifies Jason Aaron as one of the best writers I've ever read. Um, but you know, wow. I mean, it's just. It, it's that good. Uh, the story's structured so well. Uh, you, I mean, everything about what this team put into the story is incredible. So, without a doubt, that's 10. And Asad Ripik and, and the art team, or I don't know who else he worked with there. It, it, Dean White did the colors and Eves Vorsina? Yeah. And Joe Sabino does the lettering. Okay. I remember the lettering was an issue for me the first time through as yeah. well. Mm. Um, I, I adjusted very quickly in the, you know, for this one. It's very uh, much... It's, it's telling of the type of story. It feels Asgardian. Yeah. You know, it could be titled Asgardian, you know, if you were to download that font. Uh, it just... Everything works so well. They know the history... Uh, everything in past Thor reminded me of, of what past Thor would be and what Asgard would look like and like it's just that they seem to know these characters and the locations and the atmosphere so well that uh, everything about that and the artwork is a 10 so it just just phenomenal wow. I'll go next um, I'm on board with 
with uh, Jordan in this. And anyway, I guess Tobin at this point. Yeah, 10 out of 10 for the art. Um, I just, it's so clean and polished. Um, and you just see how good it is. I love pencil drawings. And if you see the sketchbook in the back, the pencil drawings are just beautiful. But the, the way it's colored is impressive because it looks... This may not make sense, but it looks nothing like the pencil drawings. Once you get it, gets the coloring, the way they do it. Whether whether I don't know if it's I, I don't know how they do it. it looks like watercolor. Yeah, watercolor paint. paint. I mean, wow. it, it's it's beautiful with, with still solid aligning. Yeah, in, inking around it. I don't know. It's it's beautiful, and every panel is depicted so articulately that it just it looks great. It doesn't look like anything was phoned in. Um, you know. It's very creative, whether it's through conversations, battles, whatever. It's just done so well. And again, I know I mentioned this, the characters all look fantastic. The action sequences look great and they flow very well. Um, there's just great full-page artwork as well. Um, yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's it's beautiful. And and for me, I mean, the rating's going to get a 10 too. Like, and I know I mentioned this earlier. Like, I, I never read much Thor. I've basically it's always been in a team environment, whether it's with the Avengers or whatnot, and, and through the movies, um, and I've just always kind of passed on the titles. Not that I wasn't interested, but there's just there's so much to read, and yeah, I have a sick disease where I want to consume it all, anyways. But I've just always found something else. But uh, you know, I'm glad you chose this because I felt like it was time to read a an individual story about Thor, and I find individual stories stronger than teams lately yeah. anyways um and and again we've we've mentioned this all of us like this is a great jumping point for anyone you don't have to have read thor before if you have great if you're just looking for a great story whatever awesome it, it's it's it is incredible um i love the creation of this villain um I love the different timelines and how different the Thors are within each timeline. And it just all flows really well. Um, and it makes me want more. It, it makes me feel like this ended too quickly. Where's the next comic? Yeah. Um, and I do look forward to when we review volume two and three. And I don't know how many volumes there are, four maybe. Um, yeah, this is incredible. And this is slowly becoming the Jason Aaron podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was the Alex Ross podcast. Yeah. Graduating the Jason Aaron podcast. That's really funny. We should just keep that trend up. Three books in a row of one yeah. writer or artist. That's not a terrible theme. Yeah, that's funny. Not a terrible theme. All right, well, um, so for me, I, p I picked it. So uh, I'm going to just say I'm giving the artwork a 10 out of 10. Artwork's beautiful. We've gushed about it. Yeah. It's perfect. Uh, 10 out of 10 I mean perfect what else can you really say it's beautiful check it out the writing I'm also going to give a 10 now the last time I gave a 10 was Superman Rebirth and I did a little something special because you know when I give a 10 I want to do something I think it's cool to kind of do something special so I did the same thing I did with Superman so if you if you heard it then you know that I wrote a parody song um, so I did the same thing for Thor so uh, I won't really go into my what I think of the book. I just think it's a 10 out of 10, and I'll just leave my thoughts with uh, with the song. So without further ado, uh, this is the, the 
Now, did you not to, did you no. want to play at the very end of the podcast? Did you do you want do we want to say what won the poll? What's going on in the poll? Then you can end the podcast with the song. Uh, it's your what guys' call. I, I, it's I, your guys' call. I was. That's not a bad idea at all. Well, I think, I think yeah. you should. I think you should just, just sign us off with that incredible song. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. that then. We'll do that. I, I like that. Jordan, what won the poll? You won. Do you remember what it was? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time since I've won, so it, it's been a long time coming, so mm. uh, I can't forget, obviously. Snowpiercer, mm-hmm. uh, adapted from a French book, French graphic novel, mm-hmm. uh, so we are going to read it in English, uh, which is going to be much easier, I think. And I've already seen the movie. Yeah, which I have not. And I loved the movie. Excellent. I love the movie as well. I've yeah. heard great TV things. show in development. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the movie was done by the guy that did The Host, that South Korean film. That makes sense to me. You know, it just makes sense to me now that you say that. Really? It, it does, yeah. Okay, all right. And I've watched The Host four times. Four times? Yeah, because I, I hated it and didn't understand why it's supposedly the best monster yeah. movie ever. And then I watched so it the second like, time as well. Like, ah, I must have missed something. Yeah. So I watched the second time, like, I still didn't like it. <laughs> so then I'm like, I was somewhere and I saw it on a shelf. Of, like, I was looking through movies, I saw it. And I'm like, why would they have this? I'm like, why would they have this? So I watched it again. And uh, I actually liked it a little better the third time. And then uh, I watched it on Android Box not too long ago. Just because. Just because I thought maybe it gets better every time. And I didn't like it again. So uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those, like, why do you keep going back to watch it? I, you've watched that more times than I've watched Back to the Future. Wow. And I love Bad of the Future is incredible. That's and like four times. I don't uh, want to talk about it now. Jennifer Connelly's playing the lead in the TV show, which oh, is well, exciting. That's, yeah, that's good. I she hasn't been in anything remotely yeah. like intriguing in so long that this is going to be a breath of fresh air. I think. Mm-hmm. Then we have the new poll going up. Please vote. We yes. have a good turnout for Snowpiercer, right? Yeah. We have yeah. a better turnout. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. We're uh, looking for at least 10 votes, I believe. Uh, we're hoping to get to, uh, to a good maximum. Yeah. Uh, Tobin shows Deadly Class, Volume 1. Okay. That's what he's got here. Um, I chose, for like the 10th time, Batman Volume 1 <laughs> by Tom okay. King. I'm going for it again. Go for it. Go I mean, I'd like again. to read it. I would like to read it too. Now, I don't know if 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 there's something down there that I that I chose, but there um, is. We know it won't matter. It won't matter. It won't so matter. Go. So uh, I'm gonna choose something I just recently picked up. I'm excited to to read it. It's uh, um, the TMNT, the Ninja Turtles Universe Volume One. Uh, hmm. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Universe. Well, it's uh, IDW. It's Ninja Batman and Trolls, I would have raged out. Why? I would have worked for you to lose. It, it was, I would have worked against that. Uh, it was a good book. Okay. It was a good book. It was a weird cool. team up. And yeah. at one point, at one point, and I'm going to spoil it. Sure. At yeah. one point, sure. they get Batman to eat a piece of pizza. And I'm like, there's no way. I don't, wow. I don't care wow. how many lives he's saved. There's not wow. at one point in my life where I can ever picture Batman eating a piece of pizza. There's no way he's putting that into his body. This is Batman. Never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. Will he touch a piece of pizza? I don't even know if I'll see it in the animated series What rewatching that whole thing. I don't think it'll ever happen. They got it I'm sure in the 60s TV show he's eaten some pizza before. 
Well, we'll find out. I'm going to have to binge it now. I'm going to have to right. find out. If I, Batman, I could be wrong, but yeah. I'm, if there, Adam if, West seems like yeah. the kind of Batman that no, would eat some pizza. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> if it's, that wouldn't make a canon, but at the very least, it would certainly help the situation, which makes <laughs> the book better than it was because it was written by James Tynion IV, and that guy worked with Scott Snyder, doing some of the best Batman <sighs> stories ever. I do like James Tynion IV. Um, yeah. Hmm. Oh, I'm I'm gonna go with. Uh, well, I loved I loved this so much. I'm gonna go with Thor, Volume Two. Nice. And uh, what's uh, how can they uh, vote? Oh wow, uh, they go at trades and tirades on Twitter. Yeah, we'll have a poll up there sometime uh, before the next show, of course, to give you guys some time to. Yeah, vote to for sure. Vote those votes in. We'll we have them. yeah, we'll have it out uh, next the beginning of the week for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and vote and follow that. Follow it. Follow that. Follow our our podcast even like just follow everything yeah. that has to do with us. We're we're pushing fifty episodes up yeah. here. You know, get get us some 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 lessons. You know, maybe uh, you know eventually get a, a few more microphones and. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, get, get some better sound. We'll feel better about ourselves, and yeah, yeah, we'll get uh, maybe we'll better get equipment. Some, yeah, for sure. exactly. Maybe for sure. start doing some videos for uh, for the YouTube. And yeah, do some videos. You know, we'll update the Facebook a little bit more. Get get some more things going on with uh, with trades and tirades. For sure. Um, and we'll have our special fiftieth fiftieth episode where we will be trying to convince each other to read the novel we have chosen. Yes. Oh. Which should be fun. It, that should be pretty fun. And I think we I should go with Batman and the Turtles. You yeah. could. Good luck. Okay. I think I know what I'm going with. I think I, I, I do as well, but I flip flop a bit. But I do as well. Um, also, I think we were we were talked about starting our anime or not anime review, but our, our DC anime, yeah. animation yeah. review by by having the first three um, ones we've chosen review and we start to start the ranking. Yeah. I think I'm gonna have to try and get you guys to read you to read uh, One Punch Man. You do. It was on my uh, short list again. I think that's what I'm picking for the my fiftieth. I think that's what I'm gonna try. You can try to guys. Me. Interesting. Yeah. Because it'll be a tough sell, but I think if I can somehow. Well, I mean, if you're just trying to sell yeah, me Batman and Ninja <laughs> Turtles, I mean, you're not looking yeah. so bad. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this I, is gonna be a tough sell. What are Tobin's gonna make? Because you can't I, choose your own. So you gotta choose someone else. I don't so. think I'll be able to choose one you guys won't like. You don't think I'm making be- that prediction right now. There's, I don't think I'll have to convince you guys of much. It's no, it's wow. it's choosing yours over the other two people. Oh gosh, you can't to, vote for your own. But- Kyle was in debate club. Well, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> just you got to make the other people oh, look shittier than yours. That's oh, wonderful. I just threw you under the bus. Yeah. You're in debate club. Yeah, <laughs> you're not even have to it. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, you just said I'm in debate. Club, so <laughs> I was in a debate club. <laughs> uh, should we have uh, your song uh, sign us out of here? Yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's have a go, and uh, I, you know, I hope you guys enjoy it. And if you want to turn it off now, that's totally understandable. <laughs> too. Uh, how could they want to do that? I don't know. They heard the last one. Well, how long's the song? Three minutes, two and a half minutes. Cool. You'll you'll know the cover, and it kind of is canon with Thor as well. So, uh, anyways, I hope. Oh, I know where I probably. Yeah. Okay, okay, I think I know what. what You're Led Zeppelin. It might be Led (laughs) Zeppelin. That's not what I was gonna guess. Cool. Well, 
I, I just I hope you enjoy it. So, you know, let me know on Twitter what you guys think. So, have a good one. Life is war, who's quelled many warriors with a mighty million more. Hammer of the gods. In war he'll never fail. He'll fight the hordes for women and ale. But the world of gods is in trouble. But he doesn't cut meat, instead he slays gods for the blood is so sweet Butcher of the gods He'll slice and dice and maintain the trend But mighty Thor he'll save till the end Valhalla he is coming There is a beast, they call him God now the future's hard to see Cause old Thor has an eye crash For Gore is here to claim the day Despite in blood he is bathing